Greetings, people. Welcome, loved by God. Welcome to worship on this midweek Lenten worship service here at Chapel of the Cross. We welcome everybody here, uh, especially welcome our friends from Ebenezer Lutheran Church as well as Emmanuel Lutheran Chapel who are joining us today. Wonderful to see you tonight and welcome to chapel. We will also welcome our friends who are watching or listening online. Uh, as I always remind you, you can go to our website, which is chapelofthecross.org, and there under the resources tab, you'll find the bulletin for the service so you can follow along. And there is also the give tab there, which gives you options for giving your tithes and your offerings to the Lord. If you remember from last week, our theme for these Lenten midweek services focus on the hands of the Passion. And each week we're going to be looking at different hands that we find in that Lenten story. Today we look at the hands of Judas, Judas' hands of betrayal. Our order of worship is a modified version of the service of prayer and preaching that we find at the front part of our hymnal. Uh, but you don't have to go there. Everything is printed for you in your bulletin tonight and you can follow the liturgy there. God's blessings to you as we worship this day. We begin by singing together that opening hymn, Jesus grant that balm and healing as that's printed in your bulletin. We stand to sing together.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love, and he relents from sending calamity. Jesus said, if any man would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Christ was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Psalm 14, the fool says in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt, 
Their deeds are vile. There is no one who does good. The Lord looks down from heaven on the sons of men to see if there are any who understand, any who seek God. All have turned aside. They have together become corrupt. There is no one who does good, not even one. Will evildoers never learn? Those who devour my people as men eat bread and who do not call on the Lord? There they are, overwhelmed with dread, for God is present in the company of the righteous. You evildoers frustrate the plans of the poor, but the Lord is their refuge. Oh, that salvation for Israel would come out of Zion. When the Lord restores the fortunes of his people, let Jacob rejoice and Israel be glad. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O Lord, spare us from the folly of wickedness and the pursuit of evil. Make us rejoice in your saving acts, that we who have been redeemed by your Son may abound in works of faith, hope, and love. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. You may be seated. The Passion History reading is from Luke, the 22nd chapter. Now the Feast of Unleavened Bread, called the Passover, was approaching, and the chief priests and the teachers of the law were looking for some way to get rid of Jesus, for they were afraid of the people. Then Satan entered Judas, called Iscariot, one of the twelve, and Judas went to the chief priests and the officers of the temple guard and discussed with them how he might betray Jesus. They were delighted and agreed to give him money. He consented and watched for an opportunity to hand Jesus over to them when no crowd was present. Then came the day of unleavened bread on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. Jesus sent Peter and John saying, go and make preparations for us to eat the Passover. Where do you want us to prepare for it? They asked. He replied, as you enter the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him to the house that he enters and say to the owner of the, house, uh, of the house, the teacher asks, where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large upper room, all furnished. Make preparations there. They left and found things just as Jesus had told them. So they prepared the Passover. When the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table. And he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. After taking the cup, he gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. But the hand of him who is going to betray me is with mine on the table. The Son of Man will go as it has been decreed, but woe to that man who betrays him. They began to question among themselves which of them it might be who would do this. Also, a dispute arose among them as to which of them was considered to be greatest. Jesus said to them, The kings of the Gentiles lorded over them, and those who exercise authority over them call themselves benefactors, 
But you are not to be like that. Instead, the greatest among you should be like the youngest, and the one who rules like the one who serves. For who is greater, the one who is at the table or the one who serves? Is it not the one who is at the table? But I am among you as one who serves. You are those who have stood by me in my trials, and I confer on you a kingdom, just as my Father conferred one on me, so that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and sit on thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. But he replied, Lord, I am ready to go with you to prison and to death. Jesus answered, I tell you, Peter, before the rooster crows today, you will deny three times that you know me. Then Jesus asked them, When I sent you without purse, bag, or sandals, did you lack anything? Nothing, they answered. He said to them, But now, if you have a purse, take it, and also a bag. And if you don't have a sword, sell your cloak and buy one. It is written, And he was numbered with the transgressors. And I tell you that this must be fulfilled in me. Yes, what is written about me is reaching its fulfillment. The disciple said, See, Lord, here are two swords. That is enough, he replied. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We stand for the reading of the Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 13th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. After he had said this, Jesus was troubled in spirit and testified, I tell you the truth, one of you is going to betray me. His disciples stared at one another at a loss to know which of them he meant. One of them, the disciple whom Jesus loved, was reclining next to him. Simon Peter motioned to this disciple and said, Ask him which one he means. Leaning back against Jesus, he asked him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, It is the one to whom I will give this piece of bread when I have dipped it in the dish. Then, dipping the piece of bread, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, son of Simon. As soon as Judas took the bread, Satan entered into him. What you are about to do, do quickly, Jesus told him. But no one at the meal understood why Jesus said this to him. Since Judas had charge of the money, some thought Jesus was telling him to buy what was needed for the feast or to give something to the poor. As soon as Judas had taken the bread, he went out, and it was night. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the Righteous One. He was delivered up to death. He was delivered for the sins of the people. Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. He was delivered up to death. He was delivered for the sins of the people. We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the Righteous One. He was delivered up to death. He was delivered for the sins of the people. Together we confess our faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. 
The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated as we sing our hymn.
sisters and brothers in Christ, grace and peace to you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our sermon text is the Gospel reading, specifically looking at the first verse. After he had said this, Jesus was troubled in spirit and testified, I tell you the truth, one of you is going to betray me. Two years ago, March the 11th, 2020, I stood in this same place, in this same spot, not preaching the same sermon, mind you. Two years ago, that evening, were 34 people present at, at 11 o'clock. Uh, at 11 o'clock, there were 34 people present. This year, we had 41. We'll see how the late service now turns out. I preached on the subject of confidence, for we were beginning to hear about this great, great pandemic called COVID. And so I spoke on the topic have confidence. That was the last sermon that I had here in two years. That was the last time that some of you saw me two years ago. Definitely the last time you saw me standing here. During this last year, two years, memorable years that we would hope we would never remember, that we won't remember. We have experienced betrayals. One of you is going to betray me. We have experienced betrayals from family, from friends, from governing authorities, from the healthcare system, the educational establishment, political parties. Trust in our nation is at an all-time low because of numerous perceived and real betrayals. And now we're at war. A place called Russia is attacking a place called Ukraine. Many of us had barely heard of Ukraine. Some of us probably couldn't even find it on a map. Well, one thing that Ukraine is, has a fame for is some of us are, are old enough to remember a man named Lawrence Welk and his champagne music. Well, Lawrence Welk was what was called a German-Russian, a Black Sea German-Russian. His parents were born in Odessa, which we have been hearing about every day, Odessa. His parents immigrated, fled because of issues in the, eight, in the, in the early 1900s to Strasbourg, North Dakota, a German-speaking community. Lawrence Welk didn't learn to speak English until he was 20. So we have a strange connection with the Ukraine through Lawrence Welk. Have you ever heard of Lawrence Welk? 
<laughs> you know, that's the problem when you have an old man preaching, right? I mean, Lawrence Velk, who is he? He's on the educational channel sometimes. <laughs> Anyhow, betrayal, betrayal. One of you is going to betray me. And we all say, yeah, Judas, that bad man. Well, Jesus is also pointing his finger at us. One of you is going to betray me. And we, don't, we argue whether Jesus, Judas was predetermined, predestined to do the betrayal, or it just happened. Well, when you have a group of 12 diverse men, anything can happen. And so the first thing we want to say is don't betray the kindness of God with evil. Earlier in the liturgy, we read this piece from the Passion History, and we have Judas approaching these leaders and saying, what will you give me to betray Jesus? Now, my understanding is that Judas belonged to a political party called the Zealots. And the Zealots had zeal. They were a one-horse pony, and their zeal was to remove the Romans from the control of the nation. Drive Rome away. And Judas, knowing how popular Jesus was, came up with the idea, if Jesus were arrested, there would be such a political upheaval and rebellion that the Romans would be driven out of town, out of the nation, forever. Don't betray the kindness of God with evil. It was a scheme. It was a scheme with good intentions, mind you, but it was still a scheme. It has been said by many that the road to hell is paved with good intentions. And some of us have driven and walked that road. We had a lot of good intentions. Some of them were a little bit on the borderline, but yet we thought it would have a good result. And it didn't. Another thing we want to say is don't betray the kindness of God with treason. Now the Ukrainians are really upset because they feel the Russians are betraying them because the Russians are relatives. They are acquaintances. They were brothers in a world war. And now, they're being betrayed. Judas is at supper. Twelve men and Jesus, a thirteenth, at supper. An intimate meal. We don't eat with strangers. We eat with people that we're close to. We eat with people that we love. We eat with people that we trust. And so here are the twelve including Judas and Jesus, and they're eating, but Jesus is troubled and he points the finger and he says, one of you, one of you. And one of them, John, 
was lying, reclining next to Jesus. They, they, the way they ate, they had low tables, and then they had little couches that they laid on and laid on their left hand and ate with their right, rested on their left hand and ate with their right. And so Simon Peter says to John, ask Jesus what he means. And Jesus says, it is the one to whom I will give the piece of bread when I have dipped it in the dish. My son, do you know what fondue is? You, you have eaten from a fondue pot? Never ate from a fondue pot. But a lot of us remember that. Remember those days? This pot over fire, melted cheese, meat or something, bread, a stick about this long, and you all dipped your, we all dipped our stick in the fondue cheese and nibbled away. Now that took a lot of trust. And we sure wouldn't do that right now. <laughs> but we had a lot of trust in those days. And so we ate from the fondue pot. And that's kind of what they had here. That's my point. That's the point I'm trying to make. The connection. There was this pot, and it had special mixings in it. And periodically the host would stick a piece of bread in the pot and put then the bread into the lips of some one of his special friends. And so Jesus said, it is the one to whom I will give the bread. This piece of bread. He gave it to Judas, son of Simon, Iscariot. And as soon as Judas took the bread, Satan entered into him. And so Jesus said, what you're going to do, do it quickly. And so Judas left. And it says it was dark. That's not just a casual piece of phraseology. That meant that Judas went completely into the dark side, betraying Jesus. Now, when we betray, there is an incumbency that we repent. Repent. And I will note that Judas did not do that. Repentance consists of two and possibly three parts. One is that we confess our sins. I will stand in front of you and say that I have betrayed a lot of people over the years. I have left a lot of people down. I've done a whole bunch of things I shouldn't have done. Uh, some people that trusted me, I probably have really pulled some bad tricks on them. And I am very sorry. Many of us have been betrayed and many of us have been betrayers. And when we come to the awareness of who we are and what we are, it is time to confess, to agree with God that all have sinned and fall short of the glory, including you and me. Although we like to sing the hymn, Chief of Sinners Though I Be, Someone Else Is Worse Than Me. Confess our sins. And the second part of confession is to believe the promises of God. And we read some powerful promises tonight in that little piece of scripture called the responsory. Maybe a word we haven't heard before, haven't heard for a long time. We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He was delivered up to death. He was delivered for the sins of his people. 
Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. He was delivered up to death. He was delivered for the sins of the people. We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He was delivered up to death. He was delivered for the sins of the people. That's the promise of God. That's what we call the gospel. God loved the world, including you and me. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. The hands of betrayal led to the death of one who died for all betrayers, including Judas. Whether Judas is in heaven or in hell, we do not know. That is only known in the mysteries of the Father. But we do know that Jesus' death for the entire world included his death for the sin of the betrayal. Repentance also has a third wheel, a third stool rather, the old milk stool that we used to milk the cows with. You never milked a cow, did you? You ever milked a cow? No, never milked a cow. It's an interesting experience. And sometimes we'd squeeze the milk out of the cow, and if the cat was running along the concrete behind the cow, we would squeeze the milk into the cat's mouth, and the cat just loved it. Oh, you remember that, don't you? I'm glad there's at least one more in here like me. <laughs> Change our behavior. Be different. That's what we're driving at here. In the second, in the Lord's Prayer, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. God's name is indeed holy in itself, but we pray that it may be holy among us. How does this happen? When the word of God is taught in its truth and purity and we live a holy life according to it. My Wisconsin Synod Home Church in Columbus, Wisconsin has a motto. We teach the word of God in truth and purity. I want to send them a note one of these days and tell the pastors, Pastor Zuberbeer, what a German name, Zuberbeer. Pastor Zuberbeer and Pastor Schwartz, you only got we are to teach the word of God in his truth and purity and live a holy life according to it. Our behavior, it's, easy to con it's not easy to confess sins, but most of us can do that. And most of us will believe the promises of God, but then unfortunately we go right back doing the same old things. Sometimes it's said of Christian people, they go, to ch they go to church, but they're not any different from their neighbors. Change our behavior. We are rewarding not to betray the kindness of God with evil or treason. And we have an invitation to confess, to believe, and to change. And how do we change? eating and drinking the bread and the wine, reading the scripture or the portals of prayer or some devotional thing, engaging in Christian conversation, 
doing a good deed for somebody that we think doesn't deserve it. God builds us up to change. It has been said that after you hear a sermon, that when we preach a sermon, you are either going to be better or you're going to be worse. I pray that the sermons you hear in this church do not make you worse, but make you better. And I close with a verse of one of our favorite Lenten hymns. Grant that I thy passion view with repentant grieving, nor thee crucify anew by unholy living. How can I refuse to shun every sinful pleasure? Since for me God's only Son suffered without measure. In the name of Jesus, amen. We stand for prayer. Page 13 in your bulletin. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the gift of divine peace and of pardon, with all our heart and with all our mind, 
Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the Holy Christian Church, here and scattered throughout the world, and for the proclamation of the gospel and the calling of all to faith, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this nation, for our cities and communities, for the common welfare of us all, and for our brothers and sisters in the midst of war in Ukraine, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For seasonable weather and for the fruitfulness of the earth, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who labor, for those whose work is difficult or dangerous, and for all who travel, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all those in need, for the hungry and homeless, for the widowed and orphaned, and for all those in prison, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the sick and the dying, and for all those who, are, who care for them, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Finally, for these and for all of our needs of body and soul, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Blessed Lord, you have caused all Holy Scripture to be written for our learning. Grant that we may so hear them, read, mark, learn, and take them to heart, that by the patience and comfort of your Holy Word, we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Together we pray Luther's evening prayer. I thank you, my Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have graciously kept me this day. And I pray that you would forgive me all my sins where I have done wrong and graciously keep me this night. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God, the almighty and merciful Lord, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit bless and preserve you. Amen. We remain standing as we sing our closing song together in Christ alone.